0: This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7
1: ESPN.
2: Uh, Let's kick it off with this right now. This is what you want to jump on. I've been all over Colgate all week long. They're taking on Wisconsin right now. Colgate is a 14th seed. Wisconsin is a three. Um, This opened up uh, Colgate getting eight. Wisconsin favored by eight. So, uh, you know, of course, if you're listening to the show, I'm assuming that you're an uh, a uh, active and attractive wagerer, gambler, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, so uh, in game live betting because uh, it it uh, the game already started. Colgate's up to nothing right now. You could still jump on Colgate at plus six and a half, and I would. Uh, why is that? Why am I all over Colgate? I just don't believe that Wisconsin should be a three. I don't think they're good enough to be a three. They have the worst three point percentage. Shooting in the Big Ten. Meanwhile, Colgate, they've won 19 of their last 20 games. They've won 15 straight. They have four starters returning from last year. They're shooting 40% from downtown, which is second best in the country. So um I, I just I, I'm I'm a true believer. I think Colgate wins uh wins outright, and you can still get them on the money line at plus two twenty five. Uh, but right now, if you want to get them with the points, maybe you're just not a true believer like I am, that this game really could come down to the wire and possibly Colgate winning, um, you can still get them. And now, again, in-game live in, in game live betting, that's now up to plus 7.5. So uh, that is how I would play this. Uh, it, it is March Madness, and it's been pretty mad, let's be honest, uh, with, uh, with St. Peter's upsetting Kentucky. Some people feel that that's the biggest upset in the history of this tournament. Uh, more so than the one time that we saw the 16th seed beat the one seed. Um, when you look at the University of Kentucky, when you look at the, the the program, the amount of money that goes into that program, the way that Calipari is, is able to recruit... Um, I'm sure I'm even sure like the facility think like here's another thing to think about when you when when we talk about upsets right like it's not just the players on the court it's like it's everything leading up to that right it's the coaching staff it's it's the perks it's the the gym it's the training facility it's the uh, the trainers it's the strength and conditioning staff it's the food that they eat you know you're, you're on a scholarship. Therefore, everything is taken care of. I'm sure that the meals that the Kentucky players sit down and feast on um, are meals for kings. Where probably not so much uh, for St. Peter's. Uh, maybe it's Taco Bell. Uh, maybe it's McDonald's. So I mean, all like all those. I, I don't think I don't think enough is really. I, I don't think we do a, a deep enough dive in regard to uh, the perks and the advantages that a program like Kentucky has over St. Peter's, by the way. So uh, the fact that St. Peter's beat Kentucky is, is pretty, pretty amazing. And again, many people feel that I've spoken to and, and, and commentators, of course, who cover college basketball um, a, a lot more in depth than I do uh, feel that uh, it, it very well is the biggest upset in the history of the big dance. So uh so if you did have Kentucky coming out of the East, I'm sorry. It's not gonna work for you, Avi. Um, so who very well could come out I, I have UCLA coming out of the Big East, or not the Big East, the East, period. Um so that's and and I know they had a, a tough go with Akron, um, a little too close for comfort, but nonetheless, so I have UCLA upsetting Baylor and advancing to the Final Four, going up against Gonzaga, who I have coming out of the West. In regards to the Midwest, uh, this is where my bracket is pretty much busted, because I had Iowa. And I don't know, I don't know that team that showed up against Richmond. I just don't. Um, Not the team that I've been watching the last few weeks, and the team that I anticipated would upset Kansas. Um... And make their way to the final four. I do have Gonzaga winning. So in, in regards to the brackets that I still have available, you know, when you, you're, you're forward thinking here, the only way that I'll be able to still win my pools is if I went uh, opposite direction than Arizona in the south. And, and sure enough, I did. In, in half of my brackets, I have Tennessee coming out of the south. And the other half of my brackets, I have Houston coming out of the south. I have Houston upsetting Arizona. And I have Tennessee upset, upsetting Villanova, so uh, so that's the only way the only way that I can win my bracket. 800-919-3776 is the phone number you want to jump on board. I'm curious uh, to get your thoughts on on you know what what you're thinking about this tournament, um, and are you still alive in in your brackets and who you might like? You know, there's there's obviously we we're, we're towards the end of uh, round one. So where do we stand right now? I liked Davidson today. Hopefully we had a special show on Daily Wager. We were on ESPN two at ten a.m. ten thirty really is when we hit. So uh, I was all over Davidson, over Michigan State, and right now uh, that at half at the half, Michigan's up by one, thirty two to thirty one. Houston is taking care of UAB, forty six to thirty seven. TCU and Seton Hall. TCU is up twenty four to fifteen. I thought this. Game would be a lot closer, but still, you still have three minutes left in the first. We'll see what happens. As we know, basketball is all about games of a game. It's a game of runs. Arizona took care of Wright State, eighty-seven to seventy. No surprise there. Villanova over Delaware, eighty to sixty. Auburn over Jacksonville State, eighty to sixty-one. Duke uh, took care of uh, CSU Fullerton, seventy-eight to sixty-one. Purdue over Yale, 78-56. Texas Tech. Texas Tech advanced against Montana State 97 to 62. I had Chattanooga. That was one of, another one of my really good well, I felt a really good play today. Um and sure enough, I, I mean Chattanooga only lost by one. I had Ch- Chattanooga plus 8. I also had them on the money line. So, uh close but no cigar, but still uh, I I I I won with the points obviously. 54-53, so Illinois advances um Miami and USC this was a, a tough uh, at least this was a tough match for me to pick in my in my bracket pool wasn't sure who was going to win this i felt like you know you have USC who plays with a bunch of uh forwards and centers meanwhile you've got Miami who plays with a bunch of guards well that's that's who won uh Miami took care of USC 68 to 66 it was a really really close game and and a good game to watch and uh and understandably so why it was difficult to pick in the bracket this year. Texas over Virginia Tech. I lost here. I liked Virginia Tech coming into this game. Um, uh, Texas has not had a great history here in the tournament. They've lost five straight, and they're 0-8 against the spread in their uh, last eight games in the tournament. So I was all over Virginia Tech, and so did not win there. Texas won 81-73. to Ohio State took care of Loyola, 54 to 41. Again, I was on the wrong side here. I really thought Loyola of Chicago uh, would. Uh, I, I just I feel they they were the better team, but obviously not today. Ohio State took care of them, 54 to 41. Notre Dame over Alabama, 78 to 64. So Notre Dame part of that play in game, and of course we saw them uh, beat Rutgers, and of course they took it to Alabama, 78 to 64. Iowa State. Over LSU 59 to 54. This was a surprise. I did have LSU winning this one. So that's a surprise. And of course, right now, like I said, we've got Colgate going up against Wisconsin. Colgate is up 9 to 2 right now against Wisconsin. I just, in and, and, and all due respect to Wisconsin, I just, I, I don't, I, I think, I think they got a higher seed than they were more than they were deserving. Um, I don't believe they're a third seed. And so I think this is a really, really good. Good matchup for Colgate, who, again, is a really phenomenal three-point shooting team. And uh, in Wisconsin is one of the worst in the Big Ten. So I think that's going to be a huge advantage for them, especially uh, into the second half. So... Uh, If you can get on that game, again, in live betting, I would, as I like to call it. Hashtag run, don't walk. Anita Marks with you. You're listening to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Quick break. We come back. David Behrman, I like to call him our gatekeeper of everything gambling at ESPN, is going to join us. A lot is going on in the NFL. And there's futures bets that you can wager on, uh, not just with the draft, uh, but also in regard to futures bets for teams that now have new quarterbacks. If you recall, I've been saying this for a few weeks now, we're gonna see anywhere between 10 to 12 quarterback changes um, in around the NFL. And man, uh, have, we got off, have, have we gotten off to a really quick, fast and exciting start. So when we get back, we'll dive into what the news is today in regard to the NFL and Deshaun Watson, where's he gonna play? Uh, there's a trade that went down involving him today so we'll bring you up to speed and we'll also talk about the futures bets that you can gamble on in regards to the nfl
0: this is the weekend wager with anita marks on 98.7 espn
2: without further ado uh, david bearman joins us here on 98.7 espn you hear him pretty much every time we have a weekend wager show brought to you by BetMGM mgm sports uh and i like to call him the gatekeeper of all things uh, pertaining to our gambling content at espn hi david how you doing
1: Good, Anita, I'm riding with you on Colgate. I like them also. I took the seven and a half, watching them right now. Uh like I see so far. I'm with you. I'm with you.
2: Yeah. Uh I just I, I feel they're are three point sh- number two three-point shooting team in the country. Meanwhile, Wisconsin uh tenth in the Big Ten. So um I, I just I, I think the three-point shooting is gonna is is gonna fare very well for them. Uh but uh, let's before before we start talking about uh tomorrow's games and tomorrow's matchups. Uh, let's just big picture here. Not sure about you, but I did not have Kentucky coming out of the East. Um, I have UCLA, so I'm still doing fine there. A little scare. I, I thought that they would they would have a, a better game against Akron, but none the, nonetheless, they won. They advanced. I do have them upsetting Baylor and advancing to the Final Four against Gonzaga. But boy, did Iowa really screw me over. Um, I had Iowa upsetting Kansas. Uh, out of out of the Midwest, um, predominantly in in the number of my brackets, the only way that I'm going to be able to conti- that I'm going to be able to win the pools that I've participated in is if either Tennessee or Houston makes it to the Final Four, because the majority of the country picked Arizona. How are you doing with your bracket?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I had Kentucky going far, but um, that's about the only hiccup I've had so far. I had Iowa losing early, so I kind of sniffed that one out. I uh, did not have them anywhere else. Uh, I have UCLA going far as well. I think they upset Baylor, so I, I agree with you there. I do have Kansas winning that region, since I think it's a pretty weak region that is only getting weaker with some of the upsets. Um, and then you know, you obviously you have Arizona and Gonzaga obviously need to get it done. Uh, but I, I threw a couple of upsets in there. I have uh, the, the big one that I have is UCLA, and I have Texas Tech going to the Elite Eight, and I think they can actually beat Gonzaga. Uh, but I did have, take a couple of futures on them. So I have Texas Tech to win the region at plus 550 and UCLA to win the region at 4-1. to one. So those are two of the bigger teams that I took uh, on the upset side. At the end of the day, I still think, you know, Gonzaga is the best team in the country. I know it took them a little while to get going last, you know, last night in that, in that one team game. Arizona didn't look too great today, but, you know, some teams, some of these teams sleepwalk through. The first round and I can tell you of all the big teams obviously Kentucky lost and, and Duke didn't look very good uh Nova struggled early but if, if you look at all the teams I think Kansas was the most impressive maybe it was just the matchup but they're the one team that took care of business from start to finish um if teams can you know can, I got trailed early was tied late uh, obviously Kentucky lost but Kansas is the one that's impressed me the most and whereas I don't think they're the best of the country I do think they have the easiest run to the final four and then Once you get there, you never know what happens on the other side of the bracket. So uh, that was my assessment of the first round so far. Uh, Great games, a lot of fun, a lot of action going on.
2: All right, well, let's try to help the people win some money heading into tomorrow. Uh, What's your favorite play tomorrow out of all the matchups, David?
1: Tomorrow, I I actually like the favorites tomorrow. Um, I do think uh, Baylor takes care of business versus um, North Carolina, and that's kind of a contrarian play because I know the whole world saw what North Carolina did and how hot they are. Um, I actually think Baylor can win that game and then get stopped by UCLA. I would say my favorite play is probably Kansas beating Creighton. Uh, took Creighton about 35 minutes to show up last night, and and you saw what Kansas did. I think Kansas takes care of Creighton early. I actually think the one seeds flex a little bit tomorrow. I think Gonzaga takes care of Memphis. I already mentioned Baylor, versus North Carolina. Uh, And Kansas on the other side. I think one seed will flex. um, And and for the most part, I think most of the games tomorrow, the favorites are are small numbers. And I just think there's a significant difference in, you know, looking at a one versus eight, a one versus nine, two versus seven or 10. um, I am leaning towards the favorites tomorrow. And then, you know, you obviously have the story in one side of the bracket with. St. Peter's playing Murray state. I think that's a big number. So I probably lean towards St. Peter's. We've seen it before where 15 seed or 14 seed wins and they play somebody else. That's not as good. Both mid major teams. I think that is one of the one underdogs that I would play tomorrow with St. Peter's.
2: Um, all right, well, let, let's just, let's, let's go through them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so let's start, you know, the, the first one tips off UNC against Baylor. You said you're on Baylor minus five and a half. The over unders at 149. Um, I, I, I was. Just, I, just think I that was. Number, really...
1: Go ahead. I, I just think that number's low because the, how New York, North Carolina has been playing recently, obviously, they beat Duke. North Carolina's a very public team. Looked very well. Very, very good last night. But of course, they shot, you know, lights out, getting 100 points last night. Uh, I just. Baylor's the better team. Um, and if you had looked at this line, Baylor versus North Carolina, let's say it was two weeks ago before North Carolina upset Duke, before Baylor lost the Big 12 tournament. I think this would have been double digits. So I think you're getting a good price at five and a half.
2: Yeah, I, I just, you know, Baylor's not healthy. Um, you know, they don't have they all are. their best. Right. You know, they're not going to have LJ Cryer out there. Uh, and I was really impressed. You know, UNC beating Duke and everybody and their grandmother was watching that game because it was Coach K's last game at home. But uh, I, if, if you watch UNC going up against Marquette, uh, I mean, they hit 13 threes. And, um, is, and, and also it's hard
1: to duplicate.
2: Yeah it is, but, but also they play a lot of man, and, and and that's not something that Baylor is used to. Baylor is, is does a lot better uh, against zone defense, and, and UNC plays a lot of man. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an upset here. Uh, just I, I wasn't planning on it. I, I, didn't, I don't have UNC upsetting Baylor in my bracket. Like I said, I have UCLA upsetting Baylor, but um, I just I think UNC, UNC is, is just playing such great basketball right now.
1: And and they are, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if you if you told me UNC knocked off Baylor tomorrow because of the injuries and the fact that how well North Carolina's playing. It's also the same North Carolina team who lost in the semis to Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament, and they put up, you know, a, a dot. They look terrible. I just think at the end of the day, Baylor's the better team. And I do have them losing early, but I just think they take care of North Carolina tomorrow. Uh,
2: the second game tomorrow is Michigan going up against Tennessee. I like Tennessee here. Um Tennessee is, uh, is, is favored. Um, the over-under is they're, – they're favored by six. The over-under is 154.5. Um, I just think they're shooting, their pace of play, uh, they're good from behind the arc, they're good at takeaways, um, and, and I think Michigan's on borrowed time. I had Colorado State upsetting Michigan. So uh, I, I like Tennessee, and I like that you're only laying six.
1: I actually am 100% in agreement with you. I think Tennessee is very underrated. I think they got screwed with their seed. They should be a two seed, as we, we talked about the Kentucky Tennessee two versus three when Tennessee beat them two out of three. That should have been flipped, and we saw what happened to Kentucky the other night. Uh, Tennessee is the far better team here. Michigan, you know, this is one of the teams that barely got in the tournament uh, without having their late run into the Big Ten tournament and the way they hit Ohio State in the season finale. I'm not even sure Michigan gets in to begin with, or maybe they're in the playing game. They are on borrow time. I think they had a good matchup against Colorado State. I'm not surprised they won it, but also keep in mind that they trailed for the first 35 minutes of the game as well. I do like uh, Tennessee here, and I, I think this one will be a blowout early too. Uh,
2: the other game that I like is UCLA minus two and a half uh, over St. Mary's. I, and I know you mentioned that the over/under is at 126 and a half. Um, again, UCLA, you know, very lackluster against Akron, but it was their first game. I think they played really tight. Um, but coming into the tournament, David, I don't think there was a, a team, you know, playing any better, maybe just as good, but, but any better than UCLA. I, I mean, you know, they brought, they got it together health wise. Um, and, and they're just, to me, they're a team that checks all the boxes, right? Like they can do everything. Um, you know, whatever, whatever defense you bring at them, uh, you know, they're going to contest, they're going to contend, um, you know they can be strong in the paint. They've got great perimeter shooting. They just—they're to me—they're one of the most complete teams in the tournament. I think they—you know—I I, again—I've got them going to the Final Four. I wouldn't be surprised if they upset Gonzaga. I don't have them upsetting Gonzaga. Like I said, I've got a Gonzaga winning the tournament, but I do like them tomorrow minus two and a half.
1: I think UCLA—they got fortunate to win versus Akron, but you are right that they are one of the more complete teams in the country. And you forget that they started the country and the, started the year in the top five and. This is a team that snuck in last year and made the run to the Final Four uh, because they were a Final Four team. They, 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 they took Gonzaga to the mat into you know overtime in the, in the Final Four game. And you look what they've done this year. I, I think they could have done better than they did, obviously, winning the Pac-12 titles. You know, I mean, the finishing runner-up to Arizona in the Pac-12 is nothing to sneeze at. And I think UCLA is deep enough and coached well enough that with the talent they have, they absolutely can go back to another Final Four. Uh, one of my brackets, I have them going to the Final Four. Uh, and, and, you know, give St. Mary's credit. St. Mary's played one hell of a game yesterday. Um, I just think they're overmatched here and UCLA should take care of it.
2: David Behrman joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, let's turn our attention to what's going on in the NFL. And there's so much going on. It's really unbelievable. It's an exciting time. And, uh, you know, the big news today, Deshaun Watson <laughs> traded to Cleveland, um, Three first-round picks, a third, and a fourth goes to the Texans, and Cleveland gets Deshaun Watson. Oh, no, by the way, he gets a new deal, five-year, $230 million. So he gets an $80 million raise, which is really unbelievable to me. I'm sorry. he's make, I'm sorry. I take that back. He does get a raise. I'm not sure what that number is, but he is making $80 million more than Aaron Rodgers now. So let's yeah, marinate that.
1: Yeah, two hundred and fifty million dollars in guaranteed money and the team gave up a million draft picks for somebody who still is facing a possible suspension from the NFL at you know, with the with the legal cases and the civil lawsuits. And I mean, needed to get to the point in the NFL where you, you can't even go to dinner with your family without some news breaking and figuring out oh, now I gotta work again. So, honey, you go take the kids and I'll sit here and fire off a whole bunch of emails about the updated odds. every single day. Shakeups and by the way, that, you know, you talk about Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland. I'm looking at the AFC West, thinking this might be the greatest division we've ever seen with all the players going to the AFC West every single day.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, I do want to f- I, I want to focus on the on the AFC North for a second. So Deshaun Watson now in Cleveland. So now you've got Trubisky with with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, we know Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. Uh, Deshaun Watson now with Cleveland, and of course Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. So, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, the odds just r- skyrocketed for Cleveland today. In regard to winning the Super Bowl, they're 14-1. to 1. In, r- in regard to winning the division, they're plus 150. And, oh, by the way, now they're favored to win the division, uh, which, is, which is wild to me. But here's the thing. I still like the Ravens. So if you're still on the Ravens, getting the Ravens at plus 225 to win the AFC North, you get better value there also, the Steelers to win the AFC North is 10 to 1, just FYI. But now Cleveland favored to win the AFC North at plus 150. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, my thoughts are I would not take the Cleveland Browns to win anything just yet. You know, it's still a team that hasn't amounted to anything over the last 25 years. They're Cleveland. Um, they haven't done well. And yes, they just signed a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. Keep in mind, this quarterback hasn't played in two seasons. So this is not a guy who's won anything of significance by the way he's taken the Houston Texans to the playoffs in one of the worst divisions in football a couple of times hasn't won more than one playoff game and they usually get bounced early so i'm talking you're talking to someone who did not want the Miami Dolphins trading for watson and so i'm not that impressed with where he's going to cleveland they still have a lot of holes to fill on that team i do like the ravens and i you know i, I like the defending afc champion Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow and everybody coming back next year. So I still think I'm not buying Mitchell Trubisky, I'm not buying the Steelers. Steelers are a you know, five hundred team who didn't belong in the playoffs last year and I don't think they get any better with Trubisky. So I, I would I would rank it as Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland, and then Pittsburgh. But it's gonna be a tight division as it is every single year, and now you've got some Better quarterbacks in the division, Burrow another year, Lamar Jackson hopefully is healthy, you bring in Deshaun Watson, you still don't know what you're going to get, you don't know if he's going to be suspended, you don't know how he's going to be after a year off on football, so I'm not buying them to to win the AFC North anytime soon.
2: Uh, You mentioned um, the AFC uh, AFC West, and uh, with Denver, of course, getting Russell Wilson, The Chargers are in a win-now mentality in regard to the plethora of talent that that, that now they're bringing on to the defensive side of their ball. Um, Obviously, Kansas City is there, and of course uh, now Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. Denver favored to win that division at plus 225, um, I'm sorry, Kansas City is still favored to win the division, but you could still get Denver at plus 225. The, the Chargers at plus 275. The Raiders at 7-1. to one. Um, here, Here's where I think the best bet is, and that is the AFC to win, a team from the AFC to win the Super Bowl, and you could get that at minus 135. To me, I think that's the best futures bet that's out there right now because the AFC is stacked. They are loaded and really, let's be honest. The only two teams really in the NFC that has any potential is Green Bay, and we got to see what they do with those two draft picks first—the first and the second round draft pick that they get from the Raiders. You know, hopefully, they obviously replenish Aaron Rodgers in that wide receiving core. Uh, but obviously, the Bucks and the Rams, where in the in the AFC, I mean, there's a plethora of teams that very well could win the Super Bowl. I think I think that's the best futures bet that's on the table right now, David.
1: Yeah, I mean, the AFC is crazy right now, and and what's going on in the AFC West is so nuts that in any other year, Juju Smith signing with Kansas City would be like national news. It's like not even fifth in the division in terms of news because you got, you know, with with Devontae Adams going and um, with the Chargers, you know, added on defense, and and like you had mentioned with um, Russell Wilson going to Denver. I mean, every single team in that division is stacked, and quite frankly, all four of them should make the playoffs next year. And they probably will unless they beat each other up. Um, I still think Kansas City is, is the division leader, and they should be. I mean, until you knock them off, <laughs> this is a team that, you know, is a player two away from four consecutive Super Bowls. Um, and and I'm not buying Denver just yet. Russell Wilson's coming. Russell Wilson's also coming off of two of his worst years of his career. Uh, they're still loaded on defense, Denver. Uh the Chargers. I really do like the Chargers. They're, they're really good and they're talented everywhere. And we'll we'll see what David, with uh, Derek Carr, can do with Devontae Adams and Bill O'Brien as a new coach. But you know, um, that's a stacked division. And <laughs> you are right. An AFC team to win the Super Bowl would seem like a sound bet.
2: It's uh, it's going to be really an interesting year. David, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Really do appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your weekend and good luck in the tournament.
1: Thank you. You too. Enjoy.
2: You got it. So let's go to our phone lines, Doug in East Brunswick. Welcome in. Good evening.
1: Hi, how are you? How are you, Anita?
0: Thanks for taking my call. Hi. Um, yeah, so I know it's early, but uh, I'm in a, we have our draft tomorrow. I'm in a, a keeper, uh, Fantasy League 12 team. I had the 11th pick in a snake draft, so that 11, 14th pick overall, so um, what you know where can i go with that you know, assuming all the good running backs are off the table should i go running back receiver or running back running back with those two picks
2: I, I don't understand you have you have a draft right now
0: no it's tomorrow i know it's no early. i'm, saying but, it's I'm, sa- I'm saying but i'm
2: saying i'm saying but why why would you guys why would you guys be drafting now
0: yeah i have no idea but you know it's i just i just jumped in on it i didn't really care but um Just trying to see like uh, what kind of, you know, where I can go with that 11th pick.
2: Yeah. I I mean, Doug, I I don't, and and I appreciate the call. I I just, I I don't, I don't understand. I I mean, free agency isn't over yet. There's still players that um, are going to be on the move. Uh, Players are going to be traded during the draft. Um, I, I don't you know i don't <laughs> my best advice to you my friend is um is get out of the draft or tell them to wait and don't draft until free agency and the draft is the draft is over i don't know why anyone would have a a, a keeper league fantasy draft right now until free agency and and um and and the real nfl draft is over it's it's doesn't make sense to me let's go to lonnie in long island lonnie you're up
3: yes anita how are you hi thanks for taking my call yes i'm a long time suffering jet fan oh man years i can't count it's a long time listen the jets it's simple. You draft guys from big schools, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, LSU. But my my pick for the Jets, I'm not going to wait to the 10th spot. I want him at the number four. You go and get that kid Jordan Davis. He's a beast. He will instantly make that defense better. The the cornerbacks don't have to cover as long because he's going to be in that backfield before they have time to cover. They didn't, so I want him first, and I want that other linebacker out of Georgia. He's just as fast, well, he's faster, him at linebacker. You get those two Georgia kids, I'm telling you right now, that defense will turn around automatically. And that kid for running back in the second round, he'll probably be available second, third round. That kid walk out of Memphis, uh, Michigan State, walk in the third, it, it, the Jets don't have a dominant running back. They need a dominant running back. Their receivers are decent. They're much better than they have the quarterback. I just want to see a little more. Think he's going to be good, but I'm telling you right now, if the Jets draft those guys and listen, the Jets will instantly be better on defense right away. That Jordan yeah, Davis, here's, whoever gets here's, him, here's
2: the Here's the thing, Lonnie. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. You know, I, I don't, uh, who's beating the Buffalo Bills? I mean, listen, they're they're favored to win the Super Bowl this year plus six fifty. Um, who's beating the Buffalo Bills? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody in that division. So, um, I, you know the, the, the Jets. The Jets are a year away if if not if not two to being truly truly competitive in uh, in this division. Uh, That's for sure. (laughs) Welcome back to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Brought to you by BetMGM. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. Bet BetMGM Sports. We're talking March Madness. And we've got Chris Felica joining us on the show. Of course, everybody knows him as the Bear. Let's look back before we look forward in two big upsets. I want to talk big picture with you really quick. Um, I have UCLA coming out of the East. But I know a lot of people had Kentucky. So for St. Peter's to upset Kentucky... Uh, And that 15 beating that two seed really obviously threw a monkey wrench into a lot of people's programs. Uh, Out of the Midwest, I had Iowa upsetting Kansas, and I had Iowa going all the way to the Final Four. I have a variety of Iowa, Tennessee, and Houston advancing to the championship and Gonzaga winning it. But nonetheless, I'm still okay in the East because, again, majority of my brackets have UCLA. But the fact that Iowa got eliminated – uh, they just played a horrible, horrible game um, against Richmond. It was it was just it, not the Iowa that that we have seen at least you know the last ten, fifteen games heading into the tournament. Bear,
0: you know it, I, it, Iowa losing did not surprise me. I thought that was a bad matchup for the uh, for the Hawkeyes against the Richmond team that was going to be very deliberate and limit possessions. And we've seen this from Iowa before coming in hot, scoring a lot of points, and then really laying an egg uh, as a high seed. And I I I can't remember if you were on Daily Wager with me the the, the day we did that show or not, but uh, I was asked for one of my better bets in the tournament, and I thought Kansas winning over two and a half games was was one of my better bets because uh, I saw that the matchup against Iowa potentially really liked them. So uh, that was not a surprise. However, Kentucky losing was a complete shock. Uh, After kicking it around a little bit last night and sleeping on it and just kind of processing it. Cause we really I don't want to like be co- complete uh, uh, victim victim of the moment there. Like I think it's the biggest upset in NCAA tournament history. I, I know there was a 16 over one with UMBC in Virginia, but I mean, Virginia was a one seat that a lot of people had kind of thought was vulnerable or didn't necessarily think were very good. And they had a bad rap going uh, based on their NCAA tournament history. Uh, I, I know Norfolk State was a bigger underdog uh, against Missouri, but at the same time, that was a Missouri team that had had defensive lapses through the year and it, and really came out of nowhere from B to be a uh, conference champion and a number two seed. But you, you're talking about Kentucky and St. Peter's from resources to salary to program history to, to everything. You're you're St. Peter's and you're down 68-62. With three minutes to go in the game, according to Ken Palm, you had a 2.9% chance of winning. You you lost to St. Francis in New York by double digits on your home court earlier this year. You're 317th in the country in two-point field goal percentage. You go out and you execute on offense. You're you're 260th in offensive efficiency. And Kentucky couldn't get a stop. Uh, They made shots all night long. Uh, It was a a -a once-in-a-lifetime type performance. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's the, the biggest upset in NCAA tournament history. And good for them, by the way. Like I, I tweeted out during the game how I really didn't care one way or another who won the game. I had no had no dog in the fight. But um, St. Peter's deserved to win that game for how well they played and how poorly uh, they cost Kentucky to play. So I'm really, really happy for the uh, Peacock's.
2: Yeah, I mean it was a phenomenal game to watch. My bracket is not looking pretty as of right now. I mean, I had Colorado State over Michigan, of course they didn't advance. Um I had Loyola uh beating Ohio State. That didn't happen for me. So th- there's a few uh I I was really I was big on Vermont, I'm sure as you know because you and I were on Daily Wager quite a few times this week. Um of course they covered, but uh but but did not win outright. But nonetheless, uh, we're, we're here to help the people win some money. And that's looking forward to games on Saturday. So uh, so let's start with a few of the games that you like. And uh, and one that tips off at 2.40 p.m. And that's Creighton going up against Kansas. Kansas favored by 11.5. The over-under is at 139.5. So uh, so tell me all the reasons why. Who? Well, first of all, what's, what what side of the coin are you on here and why?
0: Yeah, I don't expect this game to be very close. I think Kansas rolls in the game. uh, The way the Jayhawks have been playing ball over the last couple of weeks um, is pretty clinical. And then the bigger issue, I think, though, is Creighton. Uh, You're talking about a team that should have lost yesterday. I mean, let's let's be frank. and just It was a San Diego State utter collapse in the final few minutes of the game. Missed a free throw, which would have won it. And the unfortunate issue, bigger issue, is losing their big man Clark Rider. I mean, it's a team that doesn't shoot the ball well from the perimeter. Now they lose their best big man. It's not a good match. This is kind of Creighton's MO 2 like If you look in their history since the field expanded in 85, their only win in the second round came against a 13 seed. The other seven games that they've played when they face the highest possible opponent, They've lost all seven of them by an average of 16 points a game, and all of them have been by at least 12 points. So I don't think this game is close tomorrow. I think Kansas wins very easily.
2: So Bears saying lay the 11.5, just lay it. Um, I, they, they were very impressive, uh, you know, since uh, they're coming in, of course, 6-0 and prior to the tourney starting. They're averaging 70 points a game, shooting 58% from the field, 48% from downtown and uh, they're five and zero against the spread in their last five games. So uh, yeah, I mean Kansas, as you said, has been really balling out heading into this tournament. Uh, the other game that you're on, seven ten p.m. is the uh, tip-off on Saturday, and that is UCLA going to be in St. Mary's. Uh, UCLA is favored by two and a half. The over is at one twenty-six and a half. I'm thrilled that you're on this side of the ball because, like I said, I've got UCLA coming out of the East in the Final Four. So tell me why you're on them on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I have UCLA in that region as well. And I like when you're a high seed, you don't play your best game, you're down most of the way, it's an ugly game, and you fight and you win. Odds are you're going to come back and play a much cleaner, crisper, efficient, better game in the next When you're favorite to win by 14, 15 points like the Bruins were last night, like, like you come out, you, you play maybe a little tight, you're a little worried, and, and the underdog gets going, and you, and you dig yourself all. hole. I, I think playing a, a name team in St. Mary's, one from the state of California, who would love to put a uh, a Pac-12 win feather in, in their hat, I think that has UCLA's attention. Uh, I think the Bruins will come out and, and play much better on Saturday, and I, and I, and I like them to, to beat St. Mary's in advance.
2: Yeah, listen uh, again. I, I really like this UCLA team. They are coming into the tournament really healthy uh, because they did struggle uh, as they were getting closer to the tournament, you know, and um, and and they were still able to win some some games without their best players on the court. They're also they've got a lot of veterans. They play a very balanced style of of ball, and they're really good at the free throw line. So I, I'm with you. I do like UCLA minus two and a half. Another game that you're on, eight forty p.m. is tip off, and that's New Mexico State going up against Arkansas. Arkansas favored by six and a half. The over-under is at, uh, at 138.5. And, a half. and um, like I said, I was expecting Vermont to upset Arkansas. So I'm really, I'm, I'm really curious what side you're on here.
0: Yeah, I had the Mexico State uh, Thursday night against UConn, and they really controlled most of that game and then uh, held on at the end to win. And, and I'm on the Aggies again uh, tomorrow night. Uh, this is a team that showed they can shut teams down defensively they have a go-to guy and Teddy Allen who can carry them offensively and get points when they need it. I know this number is kind of in the late free throw zone. If Arkansas is ahead, it can be a little a little tricky. But uh, I think um, the Aggies are a team that can force somebody other than GT Notte to, uh, to to beat them. And if Arkansas wins, I do think it will be a fight.
2: Uh Arkansas did impress me uh, i I will say that um but uh that and, and that was a really really good game to watch them in in, in Vermont um I'm, I'm gonna throw out a few games that I like heading into Saturday. I'm curious what side if you do agree with me or not and it uh at at uh, twelve o'clock its it's it's the first game that tips off on saturday that's u n c going up against Baylor uh Baylor is favored by five and a half the over under is at one forty nine I'm on u n c here uh, Baylor's still not going to have um, LJ Cryer. And UNC, listen, that was really impressive over Marquette. Uh, they hit 13 three-pointers, Bear, which was really, really impressive. And also, UNC plays more man defense as opposed to zone. And I think it's it's going to be a different animal for Baylor, especially since they're not 100% healthy. So I like UNC yeah. getting the points.
0: Yeah, this game is really a coin flip when you, when you look at it. If you go back 25 years... There have been 10 games involving a one seed in the second round of the tournament that had a point spread of less than six points, and it's 5 5 in terms of who wins. So I think Carolina is a team that can absolutely give Baylor problems tomorrow. Uh, they shoot the ball well, they're big, so odds are Baylor's going to be one and done, um, and, and Miami's going to be, not uh, Miami, just hit a big three, so that's why I'm, I I dropped in Miami on you there. But, but Carolina is, is a team that crashes the glass i think baylor's lack of size because of all those injuries is really going to affect them and, and i agree with you Anita. i would um if i had to play that game i definitely would take the heels
2: uh at 215 michigan going up against tennessee i think michigan's on borrowed time like i said i've had colorado state i don't believe michigan should have won and tennessee man they are playing really well great from behind the arc uh they're they're really good at takeaways and um they're they're only lane six so Tennessee minus six against Michigan the over under is at one one fifty four and a half um are you with me here?
0: i I like the vols I've been on the vols for weeks now and I have a couple of very nice future tickets on on Tennessee and
2: <laughs> it, it, it,
0: it, 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 so you're probably asking me wrong person to do this but the way Tennessee shoots the ball from the perimeter uh, Michigan can knock down some shots as well and I think this is a game that the way I anticipate it going could be one of those where you're going to get in a position to go over the total late so I I agree while Tennessee is a great defensive team that that, that, again kind of the, the way that the line of the game suggests it's going to go it's kind of in that backdoor free throw type of range where uh, maybe Michigan's the right side, maybe under is the right side, but you get some fouls late. And it ultimately does go over. But I, I, um, I won't have any uh, investment in this game, being that I'm heavily invested on the ball to, uh, to, to win the title and get to the final four. So uh, uh, I will be rooting for you.
2: I like that out of the South. um, Like I said, I, I have a, I have a, a, a it's like a, a revolving door. Um, I've got Tennessee coming out of a few of my brackets. I've got Houston coming out of a few of my brackets. Very few Arizona. I just think Arizona is a little too young um, to uh, to win in advance to make it to the Final Four, as talented as they are. But nonetheless, one more I want to tee up for you, and that's Richmond and Providence. Uh, Providence is favored by three. The over-under is at 134. And I'm going to go under here. Listen, uh, you know, Providence, a very uh, slow... P- slow pace, methodical offense. They've got a lot of seniors in um, Richmond. Love them, but, you know, I, I just, I, I really, and, and not to take anything away from Richmond, they played a great game. I just think Iowa was off. I think Richmond is on borrowed time, uh, and so I, I like the under here.
0: Well, it, it, Richmond's a team that's been on borrowed time for a couple of weeks now, and I'm still... Smarting and kind of stunned at the way Davidson completely melted down uh, in that A10 championship game. I don't think I've ever seen a team come back from six down in 90 seconds, despite not allowing a three-point basket nor, nor uh, committing a turnover. And, and that's what Davidson did. And you wouldn't expect that out of a, 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 a McKillop coach team. Uh, outside of Killian, I don't I don't see anybody really special on this Richmond team. I don't see a whole bunch of scorers, so. Yeah, it's a Providence team that can play defense. Uh, I, I, I can see this being one of those one of those sixty-three forty-nine type games. or I, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be very, 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 very hard for one of the for for a team to hit seventy points in this game. I, I think you'll take overtime, and one team just putting forth a ridiculous effort from three and, and or free throws, late. so. Yeah, um, I, I think Providence will win, and, and I would lean towards that towards that under with you
2: as well. Great stuff, Bear. Really do appreciate you. Again, Bear is on Kansas, UCLA, and New Mexico State. I'm on Tennessee, UNC, and the under in the Richmond-Providence game on Saturday. Bear, thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate you. Also, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight to uh, Weekend Wager. It can brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Brian, Jacob, thank you so much. Always appreciate you guys working late at night. Uh, We are in the thick of it, folks. It is March Madness. Uh, Hopefully, you're still alive in your brackets. If not, we're still here to hopefully help you win some money. I'm back on tomorrow afternoon. Short show, uh, but that's okay. I'm I'm with you for 90 minutes from noon to, uh, to 1.30. So uh, I've got Rich Samini who's going to be joining me. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what the Jets have done in free agency. What a wild and crazy free agency it has been. That's for sure. Uh, Joe Wiz will pop on board. We'll get his picks and his plays heading into Saturday and Sunday as well. And, um, and all that good stuff. So uh, if you're around on Saturday, by all means, please check me out. Tune in. Uh, again, noon to 1.30 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Everybody have a great night. And uh, talk to you soon.
0: This is The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7
3: ESPN.